Welcome to Right Now Workshop Podcast, where you can write a book and change the world. I'm your host, Kitty Buholtz, and this is episode 125, Forewarned is Forearmed, Burnout Recovery Part 2, an encouraging words episode coming to you on Sunday, February 3rd, 2019. In some ways, I find it difficult to make these episodes about burnout because it still feels so personal and so close to the surface in so many ways. Uh, There's been a lot of times when I really thought, oh, it's behind me, and then something would happen to surprise me and uh, sometimes shatter me. Last Sunday, I had kind of a shattering moment, but this is what made that day not as horrendously bad as it could have been. It was very bad, but it could have been worse if it had been a shock and surprise. If I had really thought I was over this and through it and nobody told me that it could just occasionally pop up again. So what happened was, is that the week before, thank you God, I happened to be talking to a friend who is in Sweden and is under a doctor's care for burnout recovery herself. That's a thing in Sweden, which The more I learn about burnout, the more I wish that it was um, the sort of thing that everybody could get help for, Um, because when I was in America, I had no idea where I was going to find the answers because the internet was not giving them to me. That is the only reason why I feel like I need to um, get through my own embarrassment. Uh, For some reason, it just seems embarrassing to have, um, you know, lost control of my mind and body to such an extent where I am literally unable to do much of anything, uh, which seems to be what burnout is. Um, Because I couldn't find really any answers. And then I started talking about it a little bit. And I was getting a lot of listens to those particular episodes of the podcast. I thought, you know, I need to keep on talking about it. So here I am telling you that I had a mini meltdown last Sunday. It was horrible. It was embarrassing. It was frightening. It was really frightening because I just started crying and I couldn't stop. You know, I'd stop for a few minutes. uh, But then there came a point when we're in church, you know, people are singing. I'm... uh, looking at Facebook on my phone because I have to think of something else, anything else that is not about me and what's going on inside me. And when I'm in church, it's a very kind of um, open heart kind of place. So I always feel um, more vulnerable when I'm in church. Um, Mostly it's always in a good way. Like I want to open myself up to God and to learning something that will help me to get closer to God, um, to understand him better, to have a better life, live a better life. Um, And so years of that being the norm when I'm in church makes me, when I just walk into a church, I just sort of have this autonomic response of being more vulnerable. So when church happened on the same day that I was really having a huge struggle in keeping my emotions in check, um, I just couldn't take it. We got through one song and then the announcements and then the beginning of the next song, John was like, are you okay? And I'm like, no, in between sobs. And uh, we went out to the lobby and then I'm like, I I don't think I can do this. I don't think I can make it through another hour of being around people and I just need to go home. And so we went home. Um, And then I got all sorts of texts and phone calls from concerned friends, which was awesome, all of which made me cry though. And, you know, it's really hard because 
I felt embarrassed about not being able to be in control. And yet there's a part of me that was saying, don't be embarrassed, just we have to figure this out. Like what happened and how do we make it not happen again? Okay, so like I said, the week before, thank you God, I had been talking to a friend who's under a doctor's care and she was giving me um, a little bit of information that she had been learning. We're actually gonna um, interview her for the show so that we can talk about what she's learning from a firsthand experience. That I think will be a huge help to you and to any friends that you have that you're concerned about. So she had told me that the doctor had told her that there will be moments when it just seems out of the blue that you have a day or I don't know how long it would last for if it's the same for everybody, probably not. Or anyway, for me, it was one really rock bottom. This is as bad as I felt on the worst day kind of day, um, followed by uh, a little bit of a jump up over the next few days, but still really not nearly as recovered as I felt, say, two months ago. Um, Because she had just said this to me a few days ago, it helped me to be able to tell myself, Amanda said this would happen. You've got to just relax and get through it, like find a way to stop crying. Don't worry, though. You don't have to panic because there is a certain amount of panic for me anyway, I'm telling you my experiences so that you can figure out like what do you think that you're, you are experiencing, you have experienced, your friend is or was experiencing so that you can both help yourself. I really hope that my um, discussing this will help a lot of you to never come close to getting into a burnout situation, but also um, to help yourself and to help your friends get out of it quicker to understand it better. So my experiences were that um, I was feeling panicky about the fact that I couldn't stop crying and I just seemed to be uh, out of control of my mind and emotions. It was just very uncomfortable and weird. And and so there was a certain amount of panic that was beginning to build up until I remembered Amanda said this could happen, that you could have, you know... Um, days where you go backwards and and have days where you sort of feel like you're hitting the bottom again. So um, thankfully, Sunday is behind me. <laughs> that was a week ago. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not back to where I was two months ago. Um, even during the week, if somebody would say something to me, um, I would start to cry. Like I would just have to be like, okay, we can't talk about this because I'm just going to start crying and then I'd be wiping my eyes because tears were already beginning to come out. So I just had to not talk about it. Um, I've been really, really busy trying to get used to a new schedule of having um, 50 or more hours of my week now taking up doing something entirely different, uh, which is the new job. A job I love, by the way, um, but the whole getting used to um, being fully full-time employed after 13 years of being self-employed, but still running my self-employed business. Okay, that that I did not, um, I knew it would be difficult. I don't think that I really understood how difficult it would be, but even so, I didn't have any tools to try to figure out how am I going to balance these two things? How am I going to add 50 extra hours a week into my life and still somehow balance health and things like that? So um, again, talking to Amanda uh, you know, after Sunday again, I 
started giving some thought to what are the triggers that I should have been looking for, which, um, you know, maybe I didn't really know them before. Maybe I wasn't really aware. So I'm going to tell you what I think some of my triggers are, ones that I need to now start paying attention to. So it can help you to think about, um, are these the same or similar for you or what are your triggers? Because if we can start recognizing, you know what? It's like getting a cold. You know, when you're around people who have a cold and you're thinking, oh my gosh, I better not get a cold. I'm going to wash my hands all the time and use hand sanitizer and never touch my face and make sure that everything is always washed all the time. And, um, but then And a lot of times you can get away with it and not catch that cold, but then you'll sneeze and then maybe you'll sniffle. Maybe you'll sneeze three or four times and maybe by the next day, like your eyes are running and your nose is running and you're like, crap, I did catch that cold, doggone it. But see, you could you could feel it coming. And sometimes, you know, uh, getting a lot of rest, um, taking, you know, vitamin C or zinc or whatever it is that you know that works for you, um, doing these things um, far enough in advance, a a lot of times that will help a lot of people. Of course, the whole, you know, hand washing and trying to not breathe in other people's sneezes and that sort of thing, that helps a lot to actually not go there. So in some ways, what I'm sharing is um, the symptoms that need to be something that I watch out for in the same way that I would watch out for being around other people with colds. So these are mine. Um, Hopefully it will help you to have some ideas about what your triggers or uh, potential tough spots could be. So um, tight muscles. Also, any of these by themselves isn't necessarily um, making me think that there's a problem brewing. All of them taken together, that's when I'm really thinking, oh gosh, I I really need to take better care of myself right now. Okay, so tight muscles. For me, um, my tension uh, gets up into my neck and shoulders, you know, and my shoulders start getting tighter. And, you know, if you're watching on the YouTube video, you see my shoulders are getting up closer to my ears. Um, I notice that when I'm trying to sleep and I'm just desperate for sleep because I know sleep will make me feel better and I'll be laying in bed just going, sleep, sleep, you just got to sleep or go back to sleep. I'll wake up in the middle of the night and I can feel my shoulders start creeping up to my ears in the middle of the night even and I'll wake up and my shoulders are killing me and I, I couldn't figure it out for weeks. And then one day I was like, oh my gosh, it's because every single night, this was um, not that recently, but this is something that I've noticed. Every single night I'll be laying there, you know, at two or three o'clock in the morning going, just go back to sleep. You can go back to sleep. Just go back to sleep. And um, I get more and more and more tense. And so somehow, I don't know how this works. I, I can actually sleep with all of my muscles all tight and tense. Uh, and then I wake up and they really, really hurt. So not good. Um, but, uh, that's definitely a thing for me. Um, it doesn't always lead to a tension headache. Don't know why, but my neck will really hurt. My shoulders will really hurt. Um, sleep problems. Like I said, um, I don't, I don't necessarily fall asleep really fast, but I've gotten into a habit, which now I don't know if it's a good or bad thing. I I have a way to, to get through it, but I don't know how to do it now without this, this method. So, I can't, I can't necessarily fall asleep just by myself, just to be tired and go to bed and close my eyes and fall asleep. Um, that can take me a really long time. And if I can't shut my brain down, when I do fall asleep, I still won't sleep well. So I've gotten into the habit for years now that I'll read and 
and help myself to relax and be looking for those moments when my eyes are beginning to close and I'm like, okay, good, close your book, don't think, just go to sleep. Um, That helps me to fall asleep faster, sleep a little bit better. But when I'm in these, um, these moments that are apparently leading up to you know, I'm too tense, I'm getting too close back to whatever it is that triggers these burnout problems. Um, I will wake up in the middle of the night, and sometimes it'll take a couple of hours. Now, John, my husband, will not stay in bed for a couple of hours trying to fall asleep. He just gives up after a while and gets up and tries to make it through his day on four or five hours of sleep or whatever. Um, I'm so desperate to get any sleep I can that I will do everything I can to try to get back to sleep. And unfortunately, the the good and bad news is that I often can go back to sleep and get, you know, a half an hour to two hours more sleep. But a lot of times it's right before I had to get up in the morning for work or whatever. So uh, what could have been an extra two hours, maybe, you know, a half an hour or 45 minutes or something. So Oh, well, but it is one of the things that helps me, that now helps me to realize, okay, you are more stressed out than you realize because your sleep schedule and sleep patterns are just awful. Um, Then another thing is the feeling of being stressed or hurried. Sometimes I'm like, no, I'm not stressed. I'm just in a hurry. And then I'll be thinking, why am I in a hurry? It's a Saturday. I just got out of the shower. I'm just going to like make some lunch. Like, why would I be in a hurry to do any of these things? I'm not in a hurry. I don't have to be any place. And then I realize that this feeling of being in a hurry is, um, is what I feel when I'm stressed for really no reason. Uh, it's just that stress is is still there. I haven't been dealing with it. Uh, so that's one thing that it, now I realize is something that I need to look for. Just like when I'm looking for symptoms of a cold, this is something I really need to look for. Do I feel stressed or hurried even when there's no reason and I'm not in a hurry and I don't need to be someplace right away and I'm not late for anything, but I'm still feeling that feeling? That is definitely something for me to look into. Um, Oddly, and yet I'm sure that you can understand this, the feeling of not breathing, like I'm breathing so shallowly and it just feels like sometimes I'm breathing so infrequently. I think it definitely increases the um, muscle strain in my neck and shoulders and that sort of thing and the tension there. Um, I'll come back around to this in a minute, but uh, I have actually finally started noticing. I had noticed it before, but I just wasn't paying attention to it. Um, this feeling of just really not breathing enough. And then um, the big one, the thing that uh, really is the thing, it's the, these aren't so much triggers, I guess, as their symptoms. Um, though I guess too many triggers can lead to more symptoms. I don't know. But the biggest, the most embarrassing one, the thing that um, I find hardest to control is the feeling of being angry or tearful for really no reason at all. Even if I do have something that I have a concern about or I'm irritated about or a little bit worried about or whatever, um, I'm talking about feelings of anger or cheerfulness that are way out of proportion. So again, it's just really embarrassing. It takes forever. And when I say forever, I mean sometimes hours or two days go by and I can't get the feeling to go away. Now, coming back to breathing, again, talking to Amanda uh, just a couple of days ago, one of the things that she was saying that really stuck in my mind, she said a few things, but this is the thing that really stuck in my mind, is that 
We need to focus on our breathing and control our breathing because it will bring all of these things back down. So as your body is getting stressed and producing stress hormones, she said that her doctor was saying that there there are hormones it can produce to... Um, deactivate those stress hormones, or I'm probably not saying it right because now this is totally third-hand information, but so um, I think it's cortisone and one other one, right, are the stress hormones. So there are other hormones that your body can release to um, bring those down, bring those levels down, but your body can't do it when it is actually stressed. This is third-hand information, but we'll get Amanda to talk to us more about this. The point is, is that um, when you're doing deep breathing exercises, if you can get your body to relax, 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 and really get into a state of good relaxation, um, she said it, it would take about five minutes or so, which I'm sitting here going, well, I can't do that at my desk. You can't just close my eyes and breathe for five minutes. Um, I work in a big room that's just full of people, no cubicle, no no anything in between me and the next people and the next people behind them and stuff. So I was thinking, I can't do that. But then I was like, oh, I guess I could just like go to another room or go to the bathroom or something. But she was saying that when you when you can practice this deep breathing and really get your body to start relaxing, then it will apparently emit some more chemicals in your brain and in your body that uh, help you to calm down more and I guess stay calmer. I don't know. It's like the opposite apparently of the stress hormones, the cortisol and stuff. Uh, hopefully we can um, get more information on that. In a way, it doesn't matter. The point is breathing. Breathing is good. Breathing will help you to relax. And you know this. People have been telling you this for years. But focusing on breathing and thinking about, am I breathing? I think are the things that you and I will need to be thinking about. Um, am I breathing? Wait, <laughs> I'm not. Like, I know that, but I haven't done anything about it. What am I going to do about it? Okay, I'm going to do some more breathing and some deep breathing and, um, and look into more breathing exercises. I'm sure that there are lots of breathing exercises that we can read about on the internet. And honestly, that is probably the one thing that has helped me with all the other things going from bad symptoms to lower, lower, lower until, you know, the whole thing is beginning to come down to a point of sort of evenness, I guess. Um, I don't know the right words for all these things because it's new to me and I am not under a doctor's care. Um, but uh, yeah, bringing yourself down to that feeling of being more at peace, like an even keel sort of thing, You're not feeling like you're riding the waves of a storm. Breathing, 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 breathing. Can I say it again? Focus on your breathing. Ask yourself, are you breathing? Listen to your breathing. Are you breathing deeply? Are you breathing in your chest or are you breathing in your diaphragm? The first time that someone mentioned that to me when I was stressed out and now that I realize it, I was on my way into burnout at this particular time. I just didn't know it. Um, they were talking about breathing from your diaphragm and I, I took as deep a breath as I could and I realized, oh, this is what it means to be breathing in your chest. Like my my diaphragm, I don't think it was hardly even moving and it was trying to breathe out of my lungs, just my lungs, just the chest part. If you do this, then you'll understand the difference between the two. I didn't know the difference until this one day when I finally was like, oh, I'm so stressed, like I can only breathe in the top half of my body. 
hmm, okay, this must be what it is, right? How do I get back to like real, honest to goodness, deep breathing again? So that was another thing that uh, I sort of learned accidentally again because other people were tell- telling me about it and talking about it. So I'm telling you about it and I'm talking about it because I want you to avoid how I feel. I want you to get better if you feel anywhere near how I feel. And I want you to know what you can do for or say to your friends uh, if you suspect that they are highly stressed and maybe in burnout. Um, I don't know depending on where you live and what your health insurance and that sort of situation is. I don't know uh, what all other help that you might be able to get. So worst case scenario, here's a little bit of help. I hope that this is encouraging to you. I hope that you are paying more attention to your own self, even if you are not worried about being in burnout. You know, what can you ask yourself about paying attention to your own breathing, Um, to whether or not you are feeling stressed at all. Are you feeling like you're in a hurry, but there's no reason for you to be in a hurry? More breathing, more breathing and relaxing and really trying to focus on what you want your body to be. To a large degree, we can control these things. Now, there are other things that are not part of what I'm talking about that I'm sure are medical conditions where you need additional help, help that I can't give. I don't even know what that would be. That's how much that I, you know, can't give you that kind of medical help. But this I can give you. I'm going to talk about it whenever I feel like I have something useful to share, even though I find it embarrassing. Um, And I will let you know when things go better and when they go worse, because the Honestly, the worst part about feeling like everything was all healed and everything was being shocked the first time that I had another bad episode, which was not last Sunday, but but earlier. Um, and it wasn't as bad as it was this last Sunday. But I remember just being, uh, I just felt like I'd been hit by a truck, like I'm totally blindsided, blindsided. Um, and I don't want you to be blindsided. So know that it could hit again. It probably is going to be triggered by some amount of stress that you have in your life, a whole bunch of things that you have going on. Um, But if you can pay attention to how you feel, how your body feels, your mind, your sleeping, your muscles, your breathing, um, I think that you can, you know, really make some strides in being able to control it and um, look for the things that have caused those things, because that's what I'm also doing. You know, why do I feel so stressed out? And I did. I had some conversations with some people who were like, seriously, this is not something that you need to be worrying about. Um, Blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to tell you more. But um, and I was like, okay, that is not something I need to be worried about. So I really, really do need to just breathe and relax and know that life is going to be fine. It's going to be fine. It's going to be more than fine. And that is the encouraging word that I wanted to give you today. I hope that you have a lovely week. Remember that I love you. There are other people who love you. And I'm praying that you feel better every day. If you've been feeling anything like I am, I'm praying that you uh, have someone who comes into your life that you can share this with. If you see someone who they look like they're not doing well today. And um Yeah, I really think that sharing information in any way that we can to help each other is the way that we will all live a much better life and a less 
lonely and painful life and a more joyful life. Okay, have a fabulous week and we'll talk to you later.